If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or just keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why you should go to my bookie. Fast, easy, and they pay when you win. What does Mr. X always say? Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Let's face it, where you're betting online is just as important as who you're betting on. Listen, I wouldn't put my name attached to these guys if they weren't good and if people didn't get paid. Do the smart thing and get with my bookie. Have an account there just in case. You probably already have an account somewhere else. That's fine. Who doesn't have multiple accounts? Have an account with my bookie. Take advantage of their bonuses. Check out all the other things you can do with my bookie, all the other ways you can bet and the other games they have there. And have fun with it, okay? Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? Yes, you can. Who doesn't want to fire in a second half bet bet to make up for your stupid idea on the first half? If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try parlays. If all your picks come through, multiply your winnings. It's that simple. Well, it's not that simple, but still. Fire in some parlays, man. It's football season. Have fun. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. Double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Go to mybookie.ag today. You play. You win. You do get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, as Clark Griswold once said about being surprised, the Antonio Brown saga is in that head sewn to the carpet level of shock. The Redskins are off and, yeah, what a debacle. And now it's apparent that Jay Gruden is in the idgaff stage of his run in D.C. All that plus FOMO is real, and I've got it worse than I ever thought. Your bonus, 40 minutes of gloriously uncensored me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Monday, September 9th, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Are you not entertained? Why, yes, we are. The National Football League is so spectacular, it makes you say, wow. The unpredictability, the drama, the chaos, the comebacks, the disasters, it just never ends. And we start with Antonio Brown. Well, now, that escalated quickly. I recall sitting down, having a chat about about 3.30 Eastern time uh, with a coworker, and the Antonio Brown thing was just sort of simmering down just a bit, and they had pretty much announced that, yeah, he gave a heartfelt apology to the team, and he's going to start on Monday night against Denver. That was 3.30 in the afternoon. By the time Friday night rolls around, all of us check our social media and, oh, holy shit. The commercial in which Antonio Brown put out with John Gruden saying, what's going on, man? Just cut this shit out and play football, man, will you? First of all, beautifully done. As somebody tweeted, hell, they should have just given the production duties of Hard Knocks over to Antonio Brown and his crew. They know how to do it. Spectacular commercial. Unbelievable cinematography. Beautiful. Minimalist storytelling. The the behind-the-scenes stuff, my God. And it's so fucking delusional. I mean, seriously. Hey, Coach, what's up? Man, there's a villain on TV all the time, man. (laughs) You're not a villain. (laughs) In Antonio Brown's mind, he is. So then by... uh, By Friday night, I read a tweet, I think it was from Chris Mortensen, who, I guess he's got bad sources, said that John Gruden saw the the video, thought it was funny, had no problem with it. Okay, maybe it's going to be cool. And then next thing you know, you wake up on Saturday morning, you pick up your phone again, you read your timeline, you read your news sources, whatever you read, and you're like, oh shit, they're now fining him $200,000, suspending him, and saying that any further outbursts, he'll, he'll, he'll be uneligible for a termination pay, and he's lost $29 million of the $30 million he was going to get paid this year. The $29 million of bonus money, gone. Oh, shit. Now I'm thinking, well, okay, so what are they going to do? Make him play week to week, basically? 
Like, this can't possibly last. And then there was a couple hours where it's like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Everyone's refresh, refresh, refresh. And then, boom, Antonio Brown has been released. Now, of course, all along, ever since this Coke machine started rocking back and forth, and remember, this is how you got to do it. You don't push over a Coke machine with one push. You got to get it tilted and rocking back and forth and feet and the helmets and the missed time and the this and the that. And once Antonio Brown had gotten this thing rocking, it had basically tipped it over. That was when the Raiders were like, okay, we're going to cut him. And then sure enough, by mid-afternoon, we're driving to the Badger game. More on that in a second. Uh, me, Mikey, and Gitter. And it's like, boom, he's been cut. All right, then. All right. Well, now this is over for now. And I mean, who's going to Who's going to pick him up? All along, by the way, when the Coke machine started rocking, people were starting to make Bill Belichick memes, and they were talking about this. He'll be a Patriot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people thought, no way. They're not going to put up with him. No. I know they did with Randy Moss, but this is a different guy. This guy's crazy. By the way, for all the armchair CTE specialists out there, let's all pump the brakes on, you know, that hit by Burfick scrambled his brain. That's the only reason that he's acting this crazy. You know, they don't even know what CTE is yet. They know it exists, but they don't know who gets it and why and what are the other risk factors. They're finding it in people who have never been involved in contact sports. They can't really test for it accurately while you're living. They don't know how it progresses over time. They're not sure what brain functions it may or may not affect. And yet we're all sitting here and going, I bet he got CTE. That's got to be the bottom line. He got CTE, that guy. So anyway, I didn't think the Patriots would jump. I kind of bought into the more trouble than he's worth. But then within an hour or so of his release, boom. Two-year deal, $15 million total, $9 million guaranteed this year. And he almost made it in time to be able to suit up Sunday night against the Steelers, although as I record this and look at the TV, they didn't need him tonight. Well, well, well. (laughs) Clark, you surprised? (laughs) Eddie, if I'd woken up with my head sewn to the carpet, I couldn't be more surprised than I am right now. This is an all-timer. This is amazing. And it raises a lot of questions, and it raises some serious-ass gripes and concerns from a lot of people who watch the NFL, love the NFL. And we'll get into it in a hopefully sequential and logical order. Let's start with this. Where the fuck is the NFL commissioner? I'm right here, Steve. I'm, I'm under my desk watching the games on TV. But why do you ask? A real league with a real commissioner would do the following. As soon as the Patriots picked him up, the league would have said, mm, yoink, not so fast. We're putting Antonio Brown on the commissioner's special exempt list. Oh, but that's only for domestic abuse. Eh, we can use it for other things. You don't like it, Players Union? Sue us. We're putting him on the special exempt list. We're going to park him, probably for six games, maybe for eight. And then we're going to launch an investigation because this smells. This stinks to high heaven. This is like, wait a minute. This is what a real league and a real commissioner would do, but we don't have – there's no rules in the NFL. I mean, there are bylaws in the CBA, and it's got all these clauses and language and everything else, but guess what? Whenever the league wants to trample on them or just look the other way, like Earl Hebner in the WWF glory days during a a ladder match or a a chair match, oh, he hit him with a chair. Well, Earl didn't see it, so it's legal. That's what this league is. It is a lawless league. It's Deadwood. Ain't no fucking law in Deadwood. Ain't no law in the NFL. A real league would say, hold your horses. We're not allowing this to happen. A real league would say, uh, Mr. Brown may have committed a crime in the state of California. And furthermore, he is acting so egregiously, so out of the bounds of normal conduct of a player under verified contract with a team. And that this team, one of our 32 teams, traded for and paid this player in good faith, expecting a good faith rendering of services, and they have been denied that in various ways that are egregious, outrageous, 
preposterous and any other Jackie Charles expressions you want to use. Therefore, we are putting him on the commissioner's special exempt list while we investigate whether or not there was an illegal end run between the agent and a third-party team such as the New England Patriots. That league has long since sailed. That was the league of at least Paul Tagliabue would have thought about that. It's the league of certainly Pete Rozelle. It's a league that just wasn't so nakedly on a push to being a $25 billion a year entity, which is, of course, what Goodell said he wants the league to be in 20 years. They don't care. They make up the laws as they go along. Now, for anyone that says, well, they already hammered the Patriots on Deflategate. Now you want to do this? Well, Deflategate was a joke. But look at how far they went on Deflategate for a tiny little thing, a couple of puffs of air. And this is something that is an egregious affront to what would otherwise be considered the operational integrity of the league when it comes to trades and contracts and free agents and everything else. And they're not going to investigate it. They're just going to let it happen. Bobby, good time, orchids of Asia, jerky, jerky, sucky, sucky craft. Get the hell out of here. And of course, there was a report by Al Michaels on Sunday Night Football about how Brady is offered to let Antonio Brown live with him and Giselle while he gets settled in New England. Jesus fucking H, you know what? Of course, he's going to be great. Of course, he is going to behave well enough. Don't hope for, oh man, wouldn't it be great if Antonio Brown? sends a dick pic to Linda Holiday, and then Belichick has to cut him, and they get into a fight at the facility because he finds out. Yeah. A lot of players send dick pics to Linda. I, I don't mind. I mean, some pretty good dicks that, uh, that she gets on her phone. In fact, I, uh, I like to play a game saying, uh, yeah, that looks like it's uh, probably Michael Bennett's cock. Yeah, I can't tell. Big one, though. That's not going to happen. This will not blow up. He's going to be awesome. The Patriots going to roll. I mean, shit, again, look at the division. The fucking Dolphins on Sunday. Embarrassment. Nothing against Lamar. Lamar Jackson, by the way. This is potentially a great story brewing in that he is going to be packing it up the asses of everyone who said he couldn't play quarterback. Wait, did I say that? I thought I hedged my bets. I think I hedged my bets a little bit on that, but whatever. I wasn't super hot takey on He's garbage. He'll never be able to do it. I said, well, I don't know. What we saw last year, it couldn't really pass that well. Uh, he lit the Dolphins' hair on fire and could have thrown for a modern-day record of nine touchdowns, probably. Is that just the Dolphins being god-awful? Who knows? Remember, kaleidoscope league, week to week, we'll see. So, where was I? Okay, yeah. Uh, so, of course, Antonio Brown's going to be great. Oh, yeah, the division. The division. <laughs> Dolphins are shit. They might go 0-16. And then you've got the Bills and the Jets who played each other. And the Jets get a 17-0 lead. And then they fuck it up. And they lose. Or 16-0. I forget what the final score was. I'm not even looking at the scoreboard right, right now, but you get the point. Two shitty-ass teams that ain't going to do anything and... The Patriots don't play anybody who has a – they play no playoff teams in the first five weeks of the season. Okay, then. So they're going to be great. They're going to be back in the Super Bowl again, and there's nothing that can stop them from picking up Antonio Brown. Of course, he's going to behave. Of course, he's going to be great, and it's fucking bullshit. And where is the league? Nowhere to be found. Now, let's deal with the Raiders for a second. As I understand it, they were – they claim they were able to claw back the 30 mil or 29 to the 30 mil because that's how they structured the deal. They were kind of cautious. They were like, okay, we know this guy can be a little bit crazy, so let's carefully structure the deal and let's go ahead and make much of his 30 million up front a bonus that if it's crazy in the preseason, we can get it back. And that's what they did in the end, although it was really close right to the very end. They apparently could have paid him a million dollars and kept his rights. And I don't know why they didn't do that. What? Because he was going to keep acting up and it was too much of a distraction. And, oh, God, we can't deal with all the questions. Oh, no. At that that point, you have to go Mr. Chow from the hangover on him where you jump out of high. Yes, thank you. 
Google password required. Enter for Steve and internet account. Stop prompting me for this, will you? You you have to go, Mr. Chow, from the hangover. And after they've locked you in the trunk of a car and you finally get out and you're buck-ass naked and all you got is a crowbar, you fucking jump right on their shoulders and you put your big old nasty furry dick in their face and you start wailing on them with a crowbar saying, you want the fuck on me? You want the fuck on That's what the Raiders needed to do to Antonio Brown. What's the worst that he could do? Keep acting up? Fine. Act up. This is your child in the checkout line at the grocery store, flinging himself onto the floor, throwing a tantrum. Okay, fine. Just lay there. If you check out, let him make a scene, apologize quietly to the people around you and say, okay, Billy, we're leaving now. Uh, if you don't get in the car, good luck getting home. Trust me. Eventually, the kids get their ass off the floor because they know, oh, shit, Mama's going to really leave me. That's what the Raiders should have done. But they didn't. I don't know why. I don't know why. They needed to fuck him hard at that point and say, every meeting, every practice, we'll keep finding you, we'll keep suspending you, we'll suspend you, we'll deactivate you, and we'll fight you in court, we'll fight the NFLPA until the end of time, and in the meantime, the rest of our players are going to focus on football. Probably not going to be great this year with you or without you. We move on. The dogs bark, but the caravan moves on. They cut them. I don't know why. I guess we'll find that out in the days to come. Boy, but I would love, since they were subpoenaing Tom Brady's cell phone, can't we do that with Drew Rosenhaus? Can't we subpoena Antonio Brown's fucking cell phone? Find out how many texts he had with the Patriots all offseason because the Patriots purportedly wanted a trade for him. And the Steelers are like, oh, well, fuck that. We're not doing that. It's all shades of when Favre wanted to go to Minnesota. And the Packers said, oh, hell no. And then they made sure to ship his ass out to the Jets, all the way out of division, out of conference. Fine, you'll be fine there. He played one year for them and retired again. And then, even though the Jets held his rights, and they could have gotten at least some low-level pick in a trade, they let him go. They relinquished Favre's contractual rights. And it was like nobody made a stink of it. I made a stink of it. But most of the NFL world didn't make a proper stink of it. And I said, Jesus, are there no laws? You can't let these end end runs happen. But this league can, and it does. And so get excited for the Patriots again, everybody, in the Super Bowl, because that's going to be fun. Now to Antonio Brown himself. I said I don't believe in the CTE thing. Here is one solution possible solution or at least a hedge or a force against these kind of things happening in the NFL that I think the owners should really, really look long and hard at. First, let me zoom out for a second. The NFL has operated in a world in which the owners have a shit ton of money and they understand the value of money and they protect their money and they look for ways to grow their money, right? That's how they become billionaires. The NFL players, meanwhile get a relatively much smaller pile of money, but still a fortune to any normal man or woman. And instead of trying to grow it, protect it, and value it, they piss it the fuck away. They There's a study, a famous study that's quoted that 70% of NFL players are baroque. Broke is a joke within five years of retiring from football. That is a goddamn embarrassment. The owners know it. And they haven't cared up until now. But here's where this is now presenting some real friction. So the owners operate under the notion of, hey, a a single million dollars is a lot of money. You really ought to value that. Hold on to that. Protect that. Try to grow that. That's what we did to become billionaires. The players are like, yeah, man, let me get this sweet-ass ride. Let me get this watch. Let me get this jewelry. They're living like tomorrow's never going to come. It's why Odell Beckham Jr. apparently was wearing a watch on the field yesterday while getting his ass kicked along with the rest of the Browns. That is some designer watch that costs at a minimum $250,000, perhaps as much as three quarters 
of a million dollars on his game day. He was wearing a watch, like this designer watch to play football. That's today's player. Today's NFL player is not on the same financial wavelength as the owners. And when I say wavelength, I don't just mean the same level. Of course, the owners are at this level. See my hand up here, billionaire level. Down here, the players are at a lower level, but they're also not on the same wavelength. The owners value money, and they write their contracts, assuming that the players who sign the contracts will also have some sense of valuing the money that they're getting and an appreciation of, hey, this is not going to last forever, so I better make the most of it. Well, guess what? The players don't think like that anymore. Look at all these cases now. Le'Veon Bell last year, flushed 14 or $12 million, whatever it was. Never got it back. Got a nice deal from the Jets. Scored a touchdown on Sunday. That money he wasted last year is gone. Gone for good. Zeke Elliott risked it as well. Now, he got it from Jerry, but others haven't. Gordon missed his game check yesterday, $330,000 or thereabouts. Trent Williams missed one for almost double that money. Why? What are you doing? Antonio Brown himself ran out of his kitchen screaming in joy because he had forfeited $29 million and was now going to be able to sign somewhere else for $9 million. Screaming in joy. Mom, grandma, grandma, I'm free. Wow, what the fuck? So this is a problem for the league, and here's why. Players are exercising their power and their freedom. You might say, well, who cares if they want to forfeit the money to go somewhere else? That's their prerogative. Okay. In a, in a large sense, an overall sense, you're right. If that's what they want to do, fine. But here's who it's not good for. It's not good for the owners and teams that contract and sign players and expect them to at least render services to the best of their ability for a reasonable period of time. That's number one. Bad for the fan bases who get pissed off at both the players and the league as a whole. They get disenchanted with the league, I think. It's, it's scrubbing off a lot of the affinity of the NFL if all this shit goes on where guys just rock, they rock the boat out of their current deal and situation and go somewhere else. And it's also bad for the players, ultimately, because they're flushing a lot of money. So here's my proposal to help fix that. We need to totally rewrite and slim down and make simplified NFL contracts. Very simplified contracts. I would, if I was the owners, propose immediately, starting this offseason, and if they can pass this without approval from the union, I'd do it. Although there'd have to be a phase-in period because there's a number of contracts currently on the books that extend deep into the future. But I would I would insist in the next owner's meeting on the following bylaw in the NFL. Every contract must be fully guaranteed. What? Are you crazy? They don't want to do that. Don't you know that injuries and guys will be even worse with fully guaranteed deals? No, 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 no. Once you get the league to reset to fully guaranteed deals, guess what the deals what those deals are going to look like? They're going to be very short deals for a lot less money. Because what happens now is this. A player, let's say free agent X, signs a six-year deal for, let me make the math easy here, <laughs> Six years for $60 million, $20 million of it guaranteed. All right, that's $10 million a year. Good job, boss. Killing it right now. So six years, $60 million deal, $20 million guaranteed. The club then gives him $10 million, let's say, up front upon signing. That's half of his $20 million guaranteed. And then the remaining $10 million guaranteed comes in the form of $2 million over the next Five years, two million, two million, two million, two million, two million. There's your ten. There's your full twenty. The team looks at it like, well, we got player X on a deal that will will surely have him for two years, probably three. Four is a bit of a stretch, but no way five and six. And we don't care because we're just going to eat his two million dollars in dead money in years five and six. And this is a way to get the guy. Okay, so the team says that's fine. The player looks at it like, well, I know I'm not going to see the back end of the deal, but being a six-year deal, it lets the team finance it 
because they're paying my bonus on layaway, essentially. $10 million now, and then two, 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 two for five more years. So I'm getting more money. Why would I want to take away their ability to pay for me on credit card? And, of course, the agents like it because they can brag about, hey, look at all the money I got for my client. They just show you the top-line deal, six for 60. Look at this. I'm killing it for this guy. He's a long snapper. Who've ever heard of that much money for a long snapper? Here's the problem. The players, after collecting their $20 million, let's say, of bonus up front with the team paying for it on layaway, get antsy after a year or two and either want more money if they're outperforming their deal or they don't like the team and then they're like, I want out of here. And they demand trades and they hold out. Or if you're Antonio Brown, you start lighting fires all over the all over the boat saying, ha, 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 look at me. <laughs> you become the joker, basically. I like to see the world burn. So that was a bad joker impression. It was not meant to be an impression. Is that good for anybody? No. What the NFL should do is they should have simplified contracts that are guaranteed. The teams would sign players to two-year guaranteed deals, maybe one, maybe three if you're really trustworthy. And then I would put in there, if any player holds out or, or withholds services for even a single game, then that contract extends by one more year. And they can be put on, you know, basically they can be suspended. Like there's no way you can hold out. Short deals, guaranteed money, enough of this nonsense because this will continue. If if you think this is the last Antonio Brown thing, the Antonio Brown thing is a template for what to do. And here's really the ultimate thing is you're, you're dealing with now, the NFL is dealing with players who don't, care about all this money and that's dangerous for the league it's bad for the league like the whole thought was well Antonio Brown's not going to go totally crazy there's 30 million dollars at stake he doesn't fucking care he will be broke five years after he's done playing I would bet anything you want on it so this is where the league is right now if you found a hundred dollars on the street would you pick it up or just keep walking Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why you should go to my bookie. Fast, easy, and they pay when you win. What does Mr. X always say? Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Let's face it, where you're betting online is just as important as who you're betting on. Listen, I wouldn't put my name attached to these guys if they weren't good and if people didn't get paid. Do the smart thing and get with my book. You have an account there just in case. You probably already have an account somewhere else. That's fine. Who doesn't have multiple accounts? Have an account with my bookie. Take advantage of their bonuses. Check out all the other things you can do with my bookie, all the other ways you can bet and the other games they have there. And have fun with it, okay? Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? Yes, you can. Who doesn't want to fire in a second half bet bet to make up for your stupid idea on the first half? If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try parlays. If all your picks come through, multiply your winnings. It's that simple. Well, it's not that simple, but still. Fire in some parlays, man. It's football season. Have fun. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. Double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Go to mybookie.ag today. You play. You win. You do get paid. And with that, 25 minutes of Antonio Brown talk, I'm done. By the way, I think that was a great 25 minutes, all things considered. I did not repeat myself a lot like Jim Rome. I don't think I hammered anything in particular into the ground. I think I made my point and moved on. I think it was a big, fat meatball of stuff that had to be gotten through. And so there you go. All right, let's talk about my trip to Wisconsin this Saturday. I went to... Wisconsin, Central Michigan. It was a close game for the coin flip. 61-0, your final score. Jonathan uh, Taylor was amazing. He is amazing. Uh, Quintez Cephas had two touchdown catches. He looks unbelievable. Great to see him back playing after his ordeal in which he was falsely accused of sexual assault and went through the University Kangaroo Court and eventually got cleared. 22 months of his life, he'll never get back. Very happy for him. It's a great receiving core in total. Uh, their starting quarterback, uh, Jack Cohn, looks nice, nice enough. And they got Big Michigan, who almost fucked up against Army. And I think we're not giving Army enough credit. 
in two weeks up there at Camp Randall. It was a glorious Saturday. It was just warm enough for a t-shirt, very little wind, a little bit overcast, but otherwise glorious. And I enjoyed every bit of it. That said, being my first game up there, I did it all wrong. All wrong. First of all, I was dead tired. It was a tough week. Secondly, my voice on Friday was trashed, as you know. And so I was trying to be very cautious about it. So when you're in that environment, and we were there as me, Getter, it was Big Mike, and we went to go see some people before the game uh, at one of the outdoor bars. And it was nice and big and crowded and loud and a band and everything else. And it was fun. Guess what? You get in those situations, you start talking with some guys like, yeah, man, what's going on? And you're a couple feet away from them. You got to talk real loud. Well, I was like, I'm not going to talk real loud. I wasn't whispering. But as I was talking to another dude, while other dudes were at a good, healthy, four foot away distance, I was leaning in and talking quiet to other dudes. And that was just weird and creepy. And I hated that. That's not the way you do it. Also, because I was just so beat at that point in the week and uh, I guess didn't sleep well, I had two beers and I was like ready to take a complete nap. Not the way you do it. We also drove home after the game. We left after jump around. Yes, I stayed for jump around. Yes, it was cool. But also, I was up in the press box, which was fine, I guess, is the only seat I could get at last minute, uh, and, and Mikey and Gitter were down on the stands. The way to do it is you get up there super early, make sure you had a good night of rest, you make sure your voice is not trashed, and then you go hard. You drink all day, you tailgate, you're with friends, you're with more than just two other guys. It's a whole big to-do. And then you get a hotel room up there, and you stay deep afterwards, deep into the night. You stay for the fifth quarter. You listen to the band play, and you do the whole schmear there, and you maybe hopefully see a better game. So first time, done. Pop the cherry. It's great. I'm going to do it again. When I do do it again, I'm going to do it again right. But, man, what a, what a scene. It was fantastic. My Sunday was not so good, and that's not just because of the Redskins. It's because of DirecTV. Which do you want to hear about first, my DirecTV nightmare or the Redskins nightmare? What's that? Neither? Fuck off. Okay, let's talk about the Redskins. Man, oh man, what a start. What an amazing start. A 17-0 lead on the road. Just a bam, bam. Just a two-piece to the jaw and the nuts of those Philadelphia Eagles Fans and savages. And the team itself. Bam, bam, two-piece. 17-0. Terry McLaurin, simple post route. You can't run with this kid. Boom, touchdown. Vernon Davis, are you kidding me? In your life have you seen a move that sweet? Hurdling a dude, fighting through some blocks, and then going 40 more yards for a touchdown. The day after he lost his grandfather, who passed away. Fucking amazing. 17 nothing. Did I say this is too good to be true? They're going to blow this? It's the Redskins? Actually, no, I did not. I know people say, well, you should have. You're an idiot if you didn't. What, do you not watch this team? Maybe it's the early season. I don't know. I thought, okay, this is the exact type of game that this team is capable and built to win. Get a lead, run the ball, lean on guys defensively. That didn't happen. Jonathan Allen got hurt, and that was clearly a big detriment. They got no edge heat. Kerrigan, Montez, Sweat were non-existent, and the secondary had real problems. Uh, not only did uh, Dunny get hurt, Quentin Dunbar got hurt, and he didn't look the same afterwards, was victimized on a number of throws. Uh, there was coverage breakdowns in which you cannot let Deshaun Jackson run unfettered. And then uh, Jimmy Moreland made some mistakes as well in the secondary. So uh, Carson Wentz was unbelievable. And then, of course, you know, at 21-20, you got Keenum with a wide-open McLaurin again and misses him, overthrows him. I think it was McLaurin. It might have been Richardson. It was another touchdown he missed, wide open. Uh, they also, you know, seemingly stopped the Eagles on fourth and one. They went for it. Big balls on Peterson to start the second half, and they got it. And the rest is history except for the backdoor cover, which was kind of nice for some of us that predicted, hey, this is a four-point game either way. I was so right, and then I was so wrong, and then because of that, oh, by the way, touchdown, I can kind of walk in today on a Monday and go, yeah, see, told you so. Told you it was a four-point game. 
And then there's the Adrian Peterson thing, which is, oh my God, Jay Gruden is in the I don't give a fuck stage of his coaching career here. I have never, ever heard an NFL coach say something as bold-faced and as honest, but as honest in a fuck you kind of way as what Jay Gruden said after the game about good old uh, Adrian Peterson. He said the reason Adrian Peterson, who had a, who was the league, who was the team's MVP last year, he was given an award at the you know banquet. Now, for the record, I said don't bring him back. I said we got the one good year, the one bonus year out of Adrian Peterson. Geis is coming back. Let's go find some other young studs, some undrafted free agents if we have to. We're done. But no, the Redskins, being a marketing company that also, you know, occasionally plays decent football, they had to have Peterson back because he was like one of their big marketable stars. Quote stars. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. We'll see how these split carries go with Geis. So it comes time to decide who's going to be up and down, who's going to be you know, active for the game itself. And Gruden's like, look, we got to cover Darren Sproles, who, by the way, unbelievable. Still, at age 38, something ridiculous like that, you can't catch him. What a pain in the ass he is. Hell of a player. You know, Sproles is going to be uh, returning punts. He's like, we need all the special teams guys we can get. And guess what? Adrian Peterson doesn't play special teams. Geis is going to take the bulk of our first down carries and second down carries. Thompson's our third down back guy. Smallwood, who we just picked up, he'll be our special teams gunner. We don't, you know, I want to carry an extra linebacker. We got no room for Peterson. On the surface, okay. That's defensible. But when he said, and let me get the quote for you, when Jay Gruden said the following, uh, about what his, his status is going to be. He goes, it'll be week to week about Adrian. He's a first and second down back, so is Darius. What do we have, about 20 first downs a game? Probably eight of those are passes. 12 of those might be runs. Darius can handle those 12 first down runs. We have a game where we think we can run the... We, we have a game where we think we can run the ball 55 times in the game in the I formation. Then sure, I'll get him up, said Gruden, regarding... Peterson. Oh my God. He's both not wrong and yet he's also very stupid. I mean, Peterson as a punishing back, as a workhorse back, could have been useful in that game on Sunday. I'm not saying he would have necessarily ran better than Geist, but you don't know. You don't know. Maybe there were cuts. Maybe there were seams. Maybe there were reads to have. Maybe he could have had you know, some decent runs to keep the ball longer, keep it out of Carson Wentz's hands. We don't know. I mean, the guy did go for a 90-yard touchdown against the Eagles last year at their place. I would have said, okay, we can do without one extra linebacker or one extra lineman or or an extra wide receiver. Somebody, somebody else had to be expendable. There were reports, and they're looking more and more true all the time. Some of my radio colleagues on the other station in town said, they had word that Peterson, that uh, Gruden wanted Peterson cut prior to the season, but was overruled by you know who, the marketing department. So that's going to blow up here in the next couple of days. I would expect a quick divorce, one way or another, either released or he's going to demand a trade or who knows what. So there's that to deal with as well. But yeah, sucky day. And it's looking like this is going to be a long-ass season. If you can't win a game which you're up 17-0, if you can't make adjustments to say, okay, we're going to find a way to win this, it might not be pretty, but we're going to win it at least. No. They got boat raced in the second half. So there we go, 0-1. All right, now let's talk DirecTV, and let's talk about the biggest lie going right now in entertainment. Streaming media. It is a lie, lie, Lie. It is a huge lie. It's the biggest of lies. Oh, stream your shows wherever you go. Watch on any device you want. Download, have access to, blah, 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 fucking lie. DirecTV, my hotel room. I had a plan on Sunday. It was a good plan. And the plan was, hey, watch the Redskin game on my iPad. I've got Sunday ticket. I pay an exorbitant amount. No discounts anymore. $400, I'm betting, maybe more for the whole season with supposedly access on my digital devices. All right. But I'm not an idiot. And so three hours prior, three hours prior, I checked my iPad, 
fire up the Sunday ticket, see that it is showing me what looks like the proper interface with all the games for week one of this year. I was popping around, touch, touch, touch. Uh, This game is not currently streaming right now. Check back at game time or some message like that. Okay, good, fine. Go do my things, get back half an hour prior to game time, go back to the iPad, boop, hey, whoa, what happened here? Wait a minute, this is not the screen, what happened here? And then I press a button to try to get going, logging in, and it says, you must first log out of your streaming media player and then log into this one. They didn't even say in the warning message, hey, you can only stream on one device. They just said, you're already logged in on some streaming media device, you have to log out. And they wouldn't tell me which one it was. Well, here I am in my hotel room, and I've got my laptop. Check that. No, that's not it. Check my phone. Nope, that's not it. Checked iPad number one with the cellular capability. Nope, that's not it. Fuck. It's probably on iPad two, who didn't travel with me, didn't make the traveling team this trip, and is back home on my desk. Okay, fine. Call my wife, get her to log out. Hey, hon, where are you? Oh, my God, I'm at the pool. It's doggy day here at the pool, closing the pool for the season. It's really fun. I'm like, oh, boy. God. She ain't going to be home for an hour. Oh, I'm deep shit now. I try everything frantically. I tried to. I went to Twitter, as you saw. I then, um, you know, uh, tried to change my password. I thought that would knock me off all my devices, change password. No, that didn't work. I then called DirecTV. I can hear you laughing right now, which is really calling AT&T, which is the larger point of the story, which is since AT&T bought DirecTV, the DirecTV customer experience went straight to shit on a rocket sled. So I call ATT, and miracle of miracles, I get a human being, or at least what I thought was a human being in about 10 minutes, which is kind of a long time, but it could have been worse. And it's her name is Angel. Oh, I'm sure her name was Angel. She sounded Filipino, Far Eastern maybe, not quite Indian. I don't care. I'm not racist. It's beautiful. It's great. But you know what? You used to be able to call DirecTV and get a very nice gal from Iowa. And her call sounded crystal clear to you. This is like somebody communicating from deep underneath Ice Station Zebra in the North Pole. And her name is Angel. And she has just completed the most grueling eight-week Learn English seminar ever. And so, Learn English seminar? Would you just pass that yourself? Shut up. Um, and then she, I tell her my problem. She seemed to understand it, but then said, let me put you on hold. So I was on hold for about another three, four minutes. She comes back and says, in the most cheery way, that you are going to have to log out of your devices. We don't have access. You have to physically log out of your devices. And I kept saying to her, I go, so you are, you are of no help to me today. Is that right? And that question stymied her. It was the darndest thing. I kept saying literally four or five times. And she would pause and then she would rephrase it in like this very positive chipper way. No, that is okay, sir, because you you need to do this. And she kept repeating the part about you have to physically log out of your devices. Now, at one point, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me that six times. I ended the call, and if this is me being a dick, I'm sorry, but I was so pissed off. I ended the call by saying, I want you to say to me, I am of no help to you today, sir. And finally, she sort of said it, or at least close enough. And I think I said, okay, we're done now. Click goodbye. This is an outrage. This is a joke. This is part of the great lie of streaming media. It's my fault for even trusting it. Oh, I thought it'll work. Checked it three hours in advance. No, no. It's a lie. First of all, the internet, when I want to watch things on TV, I'm going to make sure I'm in front of a hardwired TV. I am never going to be a cord cutter, ever. And if they do end up cutting all of people's cords that are delivered through the traditional means, cable, satellite, whatever, and I know that satellites, the cord is it's coming from outer space, but still, there's a cable from your satellite dish. It doesn't rely on the internet, or at least not totally. I think it relies on the internet, your uh, direct TV for guides and whatnot. 
But look, I'm not ever going to do my video entertainment, my my television watching, whatever it is. I'm never cutting the cord. Never. Because guess what? The internet's going down. And like Al Davis said, it's going down hard. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And then it'll be a matter of who. Probably the Russians, maybe the Chinese, North Koreans, Let's give them a possibility as well. The internet one day is going down. It's going down so fucking hard. All the redundancies, everything else, that it's going to fuck the world up. It's not going to be very pretty. That's number one. So the internet's going down. But secondly, the way that they they put so many obstacles in your way to watch stuff online, it's incredible. And the Byzantine structure of what is or is not free and what costs money and what you have to have a password for regarding the NFL is a complete joke. First of all, why do I have to only stream on one device? I should be able to stream on all my devices. It's my account. I'm paying $400 a month, goddammit. Like I said in my tweet rant, I'm like, I should be able to stream on a hacked Microsoft Zune. And nobody has those. So that's the first thing. But secondly... You know, there, there is no recourse for these kind of hiccups that occur. And then it frustrated me because, well, I want to listen to the radio call. Now I know that TuneIn app for the hometown station of the Redskins, Team 980, they'll run an alternate feed. Oh, no, you don't get to use TuneIn to listen to the play-by-play of your favorite team. You've got to buy something from the NFL to get access to that. TuneIn as an app has a premium subscription in which you can unlock all of the play-by-play streams of the NFL teams. I had that last year, and then I gave it up. I'm like, this is a waste of 99 bucks. But then I saw where Game Pass, which is a decent digital product, where they give you the all-22s of every team and the condensed games via the iPad about a day later, I was like, I do need to sign up for this. So I spent the 99 bucks, and it said you also get the radio streams of each team. And I'm like, great. I signed up for the Game Pass on my laptop. And on the uh, NFL Game Pass website or page, it had the radio link. And I'm like, okay, great. And I'm listening to Larry Michael for a bit. I'm listening to, um, uh, what's his name for for the Eagles, Uh, Merrill Reese for a little bit. Everything is good. But then I got to get in the car because I'm definitely not watching it on TV. I got to go to a bar to find it. And I go to my app to try to find the same listen live via the NFL Game Pass app, which I paid for. And guess what? On the app, it ain't fucking there. There ain't no listen button. No, I, I looked around. Tap, 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 tap. Scroll, 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 scroll. Settings, more. Hamburger menu. Fuck you. Am I angry right now? I'm not angry. So all of this says that this streaming stuff is a lie. It's bullshit. And the internet's going down. Now I've got to seriously rethink DirecTV. I live out in the country where I can't get cable. That's unfortunate. I have to have some level of DirecTV to do my job. I could call them and bitch, which I probably will. I'll talk to, uh, not Angel, but uh, a devil from uh, some other you know volcano-top hideaway where they've got 10,000 customer service reps at $0.06 cents an hour in Malaysia. It's ridiculous. And then, of course, I got assholes on Twitter clapping at me. One guy gave me the, oh, first world problems blocked. Your fucking ass is blocked to the moon. Don't ever ask me to unblock you, asshole. Not now. Somebody else was like, oh, see, this is what happens when you when you spend time with your mistress team and your other station blocked to the fucking moon, asshole. Gone. Don't ask me to come back. Get another account, for God's sakes, if you want to follow my tweets, fucker. That doesn't. That doesn't matter. Stop it already. Stop it already, for God's sakes. All you people that want me only, like, you're cheating on it. You do another show in another market. Sometimes you travel, too. You should have stayed home and watched the game in D.C. Fuck you. I'm not having it. And the Cowboys look great. That's great. Well, can you end on something happy today? I don't know, man. I don't know if I can end on anything happy. I'm not sure if I got a whole page of happy somewhere here. 
Let me see if I can find happy for you. I mean, I'm happy for the most part. I'm just frustrated. You know, my team blew a big lead. I thought they were going to be pretty good. I mean, come on. You got to give me some leeway here, people, will you? Got to give me some leeway to be a little bit happy. By the way, my voice sounds pretty good today, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, here's your happy story. Ready? We'll end on this today. Woman pecked to death by pet rooster. Good Lord. That's not happy. A woman in Australia was killed by a rooster who pecked at her leg, puncturing a varicose vein that then hemorrhaged and caused her to bleed to death. The 76-year-old woman was gathering eggs from a rural property when the rooster struck her leg repeatedly. She ended up dying. Uh, she was previously diagnosed with hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and varicose veins. The uh, incident was published in the Journal of Forensic Science, saying even relatively small domestic animals may be able to inflict lethal injuries in individuals if there are specific vascular vulnerabilities present. My goodness. Pecked in the leg to death. And that will do it. 48 glorious one-take minutes of the Zabecast today with, I think, 90% clarity voice. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you if you're a subscriber. Thank you for your patience in me. Thank you for all the kind words and suggestions on how to protect this my moneymaker. I do appreciate it. I'm going to do my best on that front. Not my best. I'm going to do it. I'm going to protect the moneymaker. Have yourself a great Monday. Enjoy two today. Two more games tonight in the NFL. Glorious, nerve-wracking, headache-inducing, frustrating NFL is back, and we should all be happy. At least we have this in our life as a beautiful diversion. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time.